Welcome back to the Price All Podcast. This is Mike here. So in May of 2019, we had the one and only Dave Palumbo on from RX Muscle, who also runs Species Nutrition. We focused mostly on Species Nutrition, but this episode is special for two reasons. First, we got to hear a little bit of extra stuff from Dave, including some of his snake breeding stuff at the end. And second, this was the first podcast where we actually had Ben Kane on, who has since joined Team Price Plow and is one of our co-hosts. And you'll be hearing a lot more of him uh, throughout all the rest of these episodes. So welcome both Ben and the one and only Dave Palumbo. Let's get right to it. Like you always seem very true to your you know, your virtues. I'm, I'm selfish. I'll tell you why. Because every product I made in the species line was made for myself. I said, well, what would I use? Welcome to Price Plow. What's happening, Price Plow Nation? This is Mike Roberto, and I have been here, but we are more than excited to have the man himself, Dave Palumbo, on with us of RX hey, Muscle, guys. Species Nutrition, and Snake Breeder Extraordinaire. We might need to get into that a little bit. I've been watching some of your videos. Dave, thanks for joining us real quick. I know we have a half hour, so uh, let's get right to it. And uh, yeah, okay. so thanks. Would you like to give a quick introduction? I mean, you probably don't need one, but... I, I, I think people know who I am. I, you know, obviously, I, I own Species Nutrition. I own RxMuscle.com, which is our media and bodybuilding uh, media website. And then, of course, I, you know, I coach people. I've been competing. You know, I competed for 15 years, and uh, people kind of know I was at the time. I was one of the you know the bigger guys out there. I was over 300 pounds. You know, I got I was known for being super conditioned. And you know, I just I just love the sport. I always wanted to make a living from you know being in the sport. I didn't know how that would happen. And as it as it you know, as it turned out, I didn't ever got a pro card, but I kind of was one of the more popular people, I guess, at the time. And I just kept you know giving away information, giving away information, teaching people. <laughs> I probably was a coach before anyone was even coached. You know, it's just I was just giving out free advice to my friends and helping them peak for shows and stuff like that. And you know, it just evolved into a business. And luckily, uh, I was able to you know capitalize on that and you know, put a lot of hard work in it. I was one of the pioneers, I guess, in the sense of starting media websites back when magazines were starting to kind of go out of vogue. I worked for Muscle Development and then obviously I left there, you know, fired, was fired from there, had an argument with the owner. And then I started RX Muscle, which was really uh, the best thing that happened to me because then I was able to kind of take my own ideas and run with them. I always wanted to do programming, TV programming. People thought I was crazy. They didn't know how you get to TV programming. I said, no, I, I want to do regular, you know, programming on bodybuilding and fitness. And who knew? You know, look at it. Now everyone's doing programming, right? Everyone's got their own YouTube channel. So I guess I was I, I had the foresight. I saw where the industry was going and I and I capitalized on that. And you know, it just it's tough when you don't really know how to accomplish what you want to accomplish. But if you put the thought out there and you just stick tight to what you really want to do and, and the idea you have in your head, it seems like the universe just kind of finds a way to materialize what you want. And uh, and that's been the story of my life, I guess. Yeah, one of the things that seems that you're, you're oftentimes ahead of the trend, uh, whether it's talking about ketogenic diet or having a, you know starting a supplement brand or doing the media stuff that like you talked about. Uh, given that this is Price Plow, uh, one of the things you know we are of course very product centric and supplement oriented. I want to let you just go on and talk a little bit about species nutrition right here, since uh, a lot sure. of times you're talking about bodybuilding and stuff. Let's just get right into some of your products and let's take that angle real quickly, just because a lot of sure. our fans are interested in that stuff. Uh, one of the things I do want to mention is that I would, I'm a whey protein isolate user and Isolize was actually one of the first products ever added to the site back when I was coding it in 2007. So you were one of my uh, one of my beta test subjects without even knowing awesome. it. So thank you for existing and 
having those right. uh, shiny green tubs and everything. But uh, what was the what's the story behind that? And, and is species a big part of your life, or just kind of give us a little bit of the background? Yeah, I mean, I always had a passion for supplements. I worked. My my goal was to work for Metrics. That was when Metrics first came out in the mm-hmm. early '90s. It was like the premier supplement out there. Doctor Scott Conley was the doctor who had invented the product. Was the owner, and I always wanted to work for him. And 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 luckily, without telling the whole story, I've told it before. I, I did wind up working for him for four years until he sold the company, and it was a great run. And I learned so much from him on about quality because he was always about the highest quality ingredients. And at the time, Metrics was the highest quality. You couldn't buy anything better. Um, they were using the highest quality. Nowadays, we have much more refined whey protein isolates. Um, back then, it was more like whey concentrates, and they were using egg protein and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. when I set forth to make a supplement line, I said to myself, and it was a stupid, it was stupid. Business-wise, I didn't care what anything costs. I wanted to have the highest quality products on the market. That's what I wanted the Mercedes. I, I didn't want anyone to be able to say they were better than mine. And that's what I found out later was from a business perspective, it's very foolish because your margins, it's hard. You have to sell your products higher priced than other people do because mm-hmm. otherwise you're going to make no money. You're going to go out of business. You might have the best products, but if you can't stay in business, then then, you know, then the supplement line is not viable. So most 98, 99% of the companies that they will not put out the highest quality ingredients. And it's not because they don't want to, it's because they need to keep the margins available so they can make money. And I understand that. I mean, it's, a, it, it's about a, running a business. So I put these products out. I said, who cares what, I'll just charge a little more. I'm only going to sell them to my clients anyway. And that's how it started. Isolite started with me getting the highest quality way I sold on the market. At the time, I think it was 27 grams of protein per 30 gram serving size or 32 gram serving size, whatever it was. And later it became, I, I was able to up that by another gram. Um, we're kind of to 28. We put 27.5 because you got to round down when you do a supplement fact panel. But there's no way I still think anyone can buy anywhere that's higher yield than ours. And I also found a flavoring guy that was like the... the he was like a guy that could have probably worked for Nabisco Foods. This guy was a genius. And he, he flavored the stuff to taste really good. And I, and I was very tough on him. You know, most companies, they put out a few, get a few flavor samples from a manufacturer they, and they, they pick one of them and they go with it. I, I was annoying. I said, this sucks. I, I argued with the people and until I finally got the flavors that I wanted, you know, so that not only was I have the highest quality and the highest yield protein, I also had the best tasting. And so once I put that together, I just started selling it to my clients, you know, mm-hmm. that I was working with. And they didn't care. I was direct to consumer. It was sitting in my house. I had no overhead. And I was making good money. And then, you know, people started finding out about it and trying and saying, hey, I want this stuff too. Before you know it, I'm wholesaling at the stores. Before I know it, my whole house is covered with protein. I don't know what to do with it. I got to rent a warehouse. Now I have overhead. Now I have to get employees. And you know how that goes. And it, be- it becomes tougher, you know, because now my, my margins are not as high. Um, I'm, I'm having to offer distributor pricing to distributors. The, the, the average consumer who's not just the regular bodybuilding meathead now no longer wants to pay you know more money because they don't understand why my protein is a little more expensive than optimum's protein and i now i have to go on this campaign of education mm-hmm. uh, luckily at the time the rx muscle media channel had been taking off and and the pro and youtube had really taken off and so this media machine i had created with rx muscle became my 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 teaching machine basically so i was able to now teach people about the differences and the nuances of different supplements, what makes a good supplement, what makes a good higher quality supplement, why you want a higher yield protein because there's less lactose in it, it's more absorbable, um, you have less stomach distress, less waste product. In other words, if someone's selling you a product that has 22 grams of protein per serving, 
same serving size, and I'm giving you 27 and a half, even though theirs is cheaper, you, you're, you're paying for less protein. So you're maybe not, you might not, it might not be cheap. So I had, to, I had to teach people these nuances, which is tough, you know? And so once I got through that curve and I got a very good following on YouTube, we have almost 200,000 followers, now, uh, subscribers. Now, when I do, when I do something educationally, people understand if I hold a sale on once in a while, we'll get short dated product. I'll run a sale. I mean, we'll sell a thousand, 2000 tubs in, in two hours because people like the product. Sometimes the only impediment is price. And once again, I'd rather sell a little less product, but keep it at a higher premium than try to blow out a ton of crap. And that's just always been my, my thing. I want to be able, I want people to say, you know what, Dave Palumbo has the best products on the market. We know that, but he's a fool for chart, you know, for, for putting those out because he can't make as much money. That's a great compliment to me. What are some of the things like, so the brand's actually been around for a little bit, for a good amount of time now, because uh, time's gone on. What are some of the things you've learned uh, that you would possibly do different back in like the 2007, 2008 era versus right now? Any, anything that you've changed, maybe even from the nutritional perspective? Um, the, the protein really hasn't changed much. We put some digestive enzymes in there, and that's just because, you know, some people do have really, really bad lactose sensitivities. And, right. and anyone who produces a whey isolate or any kind of whey product, there's always going to be lactose. In it. Now, granted, we have the highest yield, so probably our lactose is very trace amounts. Mm -hmm. So just to make it even more, you know, lactose uh, free, I guess you could say, we put we put the digestive enzymes. Believe it or not, you know, they sell milk in the store now. And they, they they sell it as lactose free. Uh, yeah. Which is, which is how could you sell milk as lactose free? And because the FDA allows you to say it's lactose free if you put the digestive enzymes in there, which if anyone who's lact lactose intolerant like I am knows. If I drink one of those milks, I'll be pooping my brains out. <laughs> you know, so I don't know why they do that, but but so we've added that to that. You know, um, we've come out with a couple of new flavors. You know, the funny thing is, I always find that if you put out high quality, great tasting products, there's not a lot you you can change. Like, why would I change the protein when it when it's perfect? Now, the only thing I've updated, though, like I said, over the last couple of years, I, I put it out. We're going on our tenth year now. I've changed the formula twice, and that's only because Glambia, the company that makes all the way isolate that everyone gets it from, they came out with a higher yield process. In other words, a better filtration process. Mm -hmm. Of course, it costs more, but so I upgraded the protein both times because I wanted to continue to say I have the best protein. Um, and but if I, you know, if I had to get into it again, you know, I don't know if I would have. Um, you know, here's the problem. When I got into it, it was, it was there wasn't as many companies around. Then around 2012, everyone got into the business, and that really hurt us. So we were doing really well, and then we hit that 2012-13 time period where companies were coming in, like throwing tons of money around, and they were going out of business six months, a year later. And so those companies stole a lot of business from, from reputable companies like myself and some of the other companies out there. So at that time period, I was just like, I got to survive, you know. If we, I told my, you know, I told all my employees, I told my wife at the time was my girlfriend. I said, if we just make it through these two years, I said, we're going to do, we're going to be fine. We're going to be solid because people are going to know that, hey, you know what? They're not a flash in the pan company. They don't put out crap. And that was also the time when people were getting caught protein spiking. They were throwing tons of amino acids in there because you know, they can raise the protein values of their protein without having to actually add whey isolate. Mm -hmm. And I said, if we come out of this and people see that, you know what, we've been legit, People are going to get sick of getting conned by these other companies out there. And that's exactly what happened. Our business really increased a lot after uh, that. When it got to about 2014, 15, all of a sudden people started really buying the product and saying, you know what, we're not going to go for these cheap 
brands. We're not going to buy into all this protein spiking. We're going to stick with reputable brands where we know people have, and there's a lot of reputable brands. I'm not the only one out there. And I think that's why those companies really blossomed after that. And that, and that, that was important to me because you know what, through that whole thing, you know, the impetus could have been to go and cheapen your products. People said, Oh, put out a whey concentrate or a mixture, uh, a blend, you know, you'll make more money. And I'm like, no, I said, because then, then I'm going against everything that I stand for. I said, uh, luckily also during that period, because of education, um, I started selling a lot more of my essential fatty acid product, my Omegalyze and my demineralized, which is my very high potency um, vitamin mineral mix. It's all chelated minerals. We have uh, fruit and vegetable extracts in there. People started seeing the, 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 the logic of it and they started getting very good results from it. And actually, believe it or not, my, I went from a protein company essentially to my protein isn't my best selling product anymore. I, we sell a lot of it. Which is good because protein margins are really, really low. You don't really want protein to be your number one selling product. So people started seeing the, the wisdom in a lot of the other products. And I probably sell more Testolize, which is my testosterone, testosterone optimizer. You know, it lowers DHT, lowers estrogen, raises testosterone. I sell more than that than anything. And that's all because of the education that I put out there, explaining to people what you want in a testosterone booster it's not just about raising testosterone. It's about controlling the other hormones in, in, in your body as well because that's what ultimately raises testosterone. Awesome. So, so yeah, once I was going to ask you, yeah, we were talking to, about Isolize so much. Is that the one product that you're probably most proud of then or outside of Isolize? Or? You know what? Believe it or not, my number one selling well, – Testolize sells a lot. But the, probably, the number one selling product is my fiber product. Uh, Fiberlize is the, most, the thing I'm the most proud of because everyone told me don't sell a fiber product, no one will ever buy it. I, I can't tell you how many, when I work for Steve Blackman at, at, at Muscle Development, mm -hmm. understands why you need a fiber supplement, the nuances of fiber, why a high-grade psyllium fiber supplement combined with an insoluble fiber is the way to go, and how all the health benefits of it, and how great you're gonna feel. I said, I'm telling you, it's gonna be a bestseller one day, and no one believed in it, except that's me, why, of course. That's why and, I really always, I was like Species, was that it was like a package deal, like your education, and the stuff that came along with it, like you didn't come out with fat, like flashy pre-workouts and stuff like that. It was like, it was your, um, cause your, the things that you preach to your clients, to your followers, all that stuff just magically lined straight up with the stuff that you're pushing out. Whereas a lot of other influencers are talking in one year about, right, Slim Husk, Insoluble, all that stuff. And then two years later, they come out with a super cheap fiber product and it doesn't line up. Like you always seem very true to your you know, your virtues. I'm, I'm selfish. I'll tell you why. Because every product I made in the species line was made for myself. I said, well, what would I use? If I was still competing today and I was at 300-something pounds and I wanted to maximize my performance, what supplements would Dave Palumbo be using? And I had all those because I've been, I've been writing people generic lists of supplements to go to vitamin shop and buy for years. I said, well, I'm going to put together the ultimate, you know, I'm going to put everything together exactly as I would want it and that as I use even to this day. And that's exactly what the species line of products is. It's my, it's Dave Palumbo's stacks of supplements that he used back in the day. And, you know, um, or in certain instances, like there really wasn't amino acid powders back then. Mm -hmm. What would I have wanted had I been competing still? And what would I have wanted? I would, would have wanted a fermented amino acid product that wasn't just made from human hair. I would have wanted the highest grade amino acids. I would have wanted something that tasted really good. And so that's how I designed every product. And I never... My wife can, can attest to the fact that I never ask the cost on everything. I always ask the cost after they formulate the product for me, which is stupid. I'm always like, because sometimes, once in a while, I've, I've created, there was a product I, I created called Ketolize. It was a uh, whey isolate 
And they were able to, they had this technology where they could spray an academia that oil onto the actual protein and dry it on there. So it was like yeah. a protein fat ketogenic shake. This was before keto took off. This was five years ago. And it was so expensive when the final tally came in that I couldn't make it. I would never have been, I would have never sold it. It would, it would have been like a couple of just like really, you know, high end people would have bought it, but I would have, you know, you got to produce, you know, there's, there's minimums. You have to produce a thousand tubs of the stuff at a time. And. I would have never sold enough of it, but it was really probably one of the greatest creations I ever made. You know, and it tasted amazing. It was zero carbs. It was high protein, moderate fat. And unfortunately, I couldn't make it. But once again, I, I make the products first. I ask the price later, and then I go and I negotiate and try to get the price down to where I actually make some money doing it. You know, because I'm not. Look, after all, I gotta make I gotta make a profit, or, I, or I'm wasting my time, right? Right. So, hey, maybe you should uh, revisit that now because there's definitely been, you know, the upsurge in the keto diet, which I, I you know, you have a lot of videos out there that we can link to that get, get a ton of traffic and everything. Yeah. Uh, so I take it you are, so the keto diet community, and I've been part of this as well, but it's definitely shifting and the, like things are kind of heading into a carnivore direction. So my two-part question, I'm kind of curious if you've ever tinkered with going like all in on all meats and no fiber or are you, it seems like you are very pro fiber, even in a ketogenic state. Yeah, I, I've never, um, I've never changed my ketogenic uh, philosophy. So in other words, when I first came out with this in the, in the late nineties, I'm still selling the same diet. Essentially. I'm still talking the same diet. Everyone else has changed. Cause you know why? Cause it's all about fad. People get bored in the general public. So they ketogenic becomes popular. Then they modify it here and there and then they change it here. And then next in five years, they'll be eating carbs again. And it's cyclical. You know, I never changed. You know, I just happen to be the cool guy now because everyone's like, Oh, Dave's been talking about this for years. He must've known. Well, I'm sure they'll find a new diet in another five years. The fad people that is. The bottom line is that this, the science of the diet is what it is. You know, I, my ketogenic diet is a much higher protein, lower fat diet than the ketogenic diet that is put out there to the, the general population. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's funny because uh, Stone's called Steve Austin, the wrestler, had come to me and he, he was trying the ketogenic diet that's out there, that higher fat one, and he couldn't lose any weight. I said, Steve, I said, you, you weight train like a bodybuilder. It sounds perfect now. Okay. Well, okay. We just had a, a quick little problem. So Ben and Dave are flipped at our screen here. So, um, yeah, so Dave, that's actually kind of what I've learned because if you look at, at the ketogenic diet as, as the, the mass market is, is seeing it as this high fat diet, like that was really pioneered to help like young ch children with seizures really. And it's great for that. But at the same time, not everyone needs a ton of fat. That's going to be added to your adipose tissue. And we, as as athletes, we need a lot of protein. And the whole scare of gluconeogenesis, I think, is, is downright absurd, especially if you're a hard-training athlete. And yeah, it's definitely been something that affected me. And I have a, you know, a whole video and rant where I'm going to be talking about that. But, man, what I realized is that when I ignore like ketone levels and just chase after going after uh, high-protein consumption and just keeping carbohydrate low, I stay in the state – and I'm able to maintain muscle. So it's, it's not a big, it's, it, it, I don't know. I think we've overcomplicated things. And when I eat more beef, when I eat more red meat, I do way better. And I almost wish I would have been following your videos a little bit longer because uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I could have saved myself a lot it, of If it's trouble. not broke, don't fix it. I've been saying this. I mean, I don't, people like to change things and modify things all the time. And I don't, I don't know why they do that. They just, they should just stick to what works. I've been putting it out there. You don't have to change it. You don't, you don't. If I would have found a better way to do it, don't you think I would have changed it already? And I tell this to people all the time. If there's a better way to take steroids, don't you think that 
guys would have figured that out already by now. <laughs> Everyone thinks they're trying to figure something new out and with regard to supplements, to PEDs, to the diet. It's all the same. It's the same exact thing. We figured it out already. Just follow the program. It doesn't have to be interesting. It just has to work, mm -hmm. you know? I like that. <laughs> so were you adding much like uh, lean tissue on when you were doing keto or is that more of your contest prep diet? You know, I, I wasn't, I would do ketogenic diet probably maybe for like the last four weeks. You know, I didn't need to do it the whole time, but I found that it worked amazingly well on women. And yeah. I started using it on a lot of guys that needed to lose a lot of weight. Um, nowadays, you know, and, and I, I don't go strictly ketogenic diet on, on, on most men. I usually start them off on some days with no carbs and then some days with carbs. And then I, I rotate it around. As we get closer to a show, I might put them on a full ketogenic diet if necessary. Women do great on keto because women are cheaters. Why? Because they get hungry, they get irritable. And why do they get hungry and irritable? Because their blood sugar levels are all over the place. Mm -hmm. So you put them on a ketogenic diet, blood sugars are stable. They love it. They do well on it. They lose weight on it. And very few women do I have to take off. Some women just don't like it, but most women love it and they do tremendous on it. So like I said, it's not for everyone, but you know, there's the science is there because it creates a hormonal environment that's conducive to weight loss, low insulin, high GH levels, steady blood sugar. I mean, that, that, that's why people fail on diets because they cheat because they don't feel if you can make them feel better and, and, and assuage their brain feeling good and, and steady all the time, it's much more likely they're going to they're gonna stick to their diet plan. Uh, One of the things it seems like you talk about pretty frequently when you get on the, like this path is that you talk about uh, addiction to sugar and everything. Have you like gone deep yeah. down that, that pathway? Because what the, what the community I follow, like on Twitter, for instance, we're realizing that when you cut out the sugars, it makes it – or when you cut out carbohydrate in general, it makes it easier actually – to quit all kinds of things and people crave less alcohol and even mm. like less pornography. And so I, I truly believe that some, you know, not everyone's really nailed this, but there is something there about the whole addiction center and carbohydrate. Uh, wondering what your thoughts are on that. Cause you've kind of brought it up a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. I, I you know, I, I equate because I always saw that, you know, it takes 72 hours to get into ketosis and it takes 72 hours to detox from opioid, you know, opioids. So, right. I found that that was a little too coincidental to be coincidence. Um, and so I, I found that when, you know, I found that, you know, there is an addiction to sugar in this culture because we eat a lot of sugar. And, and I don't find that people have that same addiction in people who eat starchy like carbs, like very lower glycemic carbs. It's the quick fix, high glycemic carbs that seem to cause that addictive, like, response to wanting more and more and more sugar. Gotcha. Let's face it, most people when, they, when they're craving something in their body, they, 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 they think it's sugar they need. Most of the time it's just they don't have enough protein or they don't have enough fat or they don't have enough certain vitamins. They can't distinguish that because they don't know their bodies that well. I, I, I know my body. I know when I need more fat in my diet. I know when I need more carbs and I know when I need more protein. I, I, could just, I can differentiate the cravings because I'm so fine-tuned with my body because I've been doing this for so long. But not most people can't. Most people knee jerk go for the sugar, you know, and they just don't need that. And that screws them up. You know, it, it, I can't even tell you how many times, you know, I've fixed people's diets just by taking, you know, just by changing how they're eating. I mean, they, they, their whole mental state of mind changes, their neurotransmitter production in their body, how they think, you know, uh, I don't know about the pornography out of my wheelhouse, but, but who knows? It may be, it, it's possible that there's a, a, an addictive, you know, link to that somehow. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely very controversial, which is why it came up. But uh, 
Yeah, I, I, I find that kind of stuff fascinating, the whole dopamine crisis in this whole country. There are blue lights on our phones and a lot of that. Um, okay, well, cool. Let's, let's face it. All, all the serotonin, 90% of your serotonin that's in your brain is produced in your intestinal tract. Most people don't know that. You know, the, the, there's a nervous system in your intestinal tract right. that produces 90% of your – if your diet sucks and you got leaky gut syndrome and, you, and, you, and your probiotic organisms are all depleted in your body, you're not going to produce enough serotonin. You're going to get depressed. It has nothing to do with your brain. It has everything to do with the, the way you eat. And you know, now they're finding that the microflora of your, of your colon and your small intestine are affecting everything in your brain. You know, they can't even believe the, 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 uh, the things that they're connecting it to. So there's a lot we haven't figured out yet, and we're just kind of scratching the surface of. Um, so I, I think it's a, a, a really, it's like a renaissance time period in, in nutrition and supplementation. I think it's, we're only scratching the surface, and I think we know a lot now, but we're gonna know a lot more in another 10 or 15 years. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So, I don't know how much more time we have. I think we're in towards the end of the half hour. I, yeah, I think what we should do is we should. I'd like to do a couple segments with you. We don't have to do it all in one shot. You know what I mean? Like let's let's wrap this, and then we could, and then we can come back next week or the week after. We can keep doing these little segments to help educate people. I'm fine with that. So just to, uh, it maybe like as we talked about a few different things here: your career, diet, and talking about competitors and stuff. To close this out, something that I've always wondered. Um, I'm not over 300 pounds, I'm 260 pounds, but still I'm larger than a human being, right? I train every single day and I diet for that training. So something I've always wanna ask someone like you is how was the transition from eating and training to be 300 pounds to now being yourself where, you know, you still, I think you still train, you still enjoy that stuff, but yeah. how did you, because if you told me, if tomorrow you're like, you can't train, you can't eat like a power lifter, I wouldn't know what to eat in the morning. <laughs> like, like I, I, I start with eggs and oats, but, I wouldn't know portion sizes. I wouldn't. I'm thinking about what my next training session is and how I do that. I just modify. I just modified everything. You know, I just I just downsized. It. I I don't train as much anymore because I really not because I don't want to because I just don't have enough time because I'm I'm I have kids now and I have uh, a million responsibilities. I'm running three businesses, so I just it just didn't become as important to me anymore. You know, before I was all consumed with that's all I wanted to do was eat and train and achieve something. And when I got to a certain point where I felt I had reached the pinnacle of what I was able to do. It wasn't that important to me anymore. And I started to, to, to put my energies and my passion and my creative juices, so to speak, into other stuff, creating a supplement line, working on RX muscle. So that became the driving force. So I became started eating for health and for that to support my mental function more so than my gym function because I didn't have to worry about going to the gym and squatting 600 pounds and benching 405. It didn't matter. I went to the gym and worked out, but I didn't, I wasn't trying to set records. I wasn't trying to lift more than I was lifting the time before that wasn't a priority anymore. And you know what? And that's, and I, and I wanted to downsize. So that really became less of a priority. Uh, I ate less times per day because let's face it, when you're eating six or eight times a day, you don't really want to eat six or eight times a day. You, you built up to that because you know that that will support your training and your body. When, when, when you don't need to be that big anymore, it doesn't become that much of a priority. You could eat four or five times a day. You can eat even three times a day if you want to and snack in between. And it doesn't matter because you're not trying to support that massive gym effort anymore. And, that, and that's what I found. I um, and I have a lot more energy. I need a lot less sleep now that I don't train as hard anymore. When I was training, I, I was like a baby. I couldn't sleep enough. You know. Mm -hmm. 
Awesome. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely be excited to do this again sometime. Uh, I know it's completely off topic, but I do want to hear what, how this whole snake thing started. And uh, is that the future of Dave Palumbo right there? Because it looks like something that you it lights your face up, and you seem to love yeah, it. Yeah, I love it. It's a, it's my it's like a, it's like I'm a painter. Only I'm painting with different different snake uh, mutations. And that is awesome. I created a few, you know, world's first, and I and that's really? what I, I'm, I'm trying to do something that no one else has done in, in the snake industry, and hopefully make a mark in that industry. Just because I. I really enjoy, I love the creative aspect of it. I always loved animals. And, and this is something that's, a, you know, it's not like, it's like a dog. You don't have to like play with it every day and you can keep it in a, in a, in a small tub. And so it's more of like a, a collection, you know, it's like, it's like having a, a live collection of like, uh, of shells almost, you know, that you can move around and you can put them together and you can create new flavors and new, uh, and new colors and stuff like that and patterns. And it's just, it's kind of an intriguing. Unless you're in it, you really don't understand the intrigue with it, but it's very addicting, just like bodybuilding was. So that that's kind of my new addiction. I always believed that you had to have something else aside from bodybuilding to kind of go to when bodybuilding wasn't there for you, you know, if you got injured or something like that or something wasn't going right. So I always had other hobbies. You know, I had fish. And when I was in New York, living in New York, I had a lot of fish tanks I was into. And so now the snake thing is the reptiles in general have become a big part of my life. And it's a, it's a huge community, really, you know. So, But bodybuilding is always my first love. Like This is just kind of like a – another interest of mine great and so uh you have a youtube channel for that that we could link to or what's the name of the business yeah called muscle serpents university awesome uh, and it's on youtube i also have a fit a, a, a tropical fish channel called muscle fish Ooh. which i haven't really added too many videos to lately but there's so many good ones from back when i was in new york with these big monster fish tanks i had it's a very popular channel if people want to check that out they can look at it as well Dave Palumbo, the media master, <laughs> teaching us some go. new tricks here. That's great to hear. And uh, we'll, we'll link to those uh, to those channels and to a couple key videos because a lot of people are interested in uh, what uh, what's going on behind the brand. And that oftentimes applies to your hobbies and family. And, yeah. you know, we don't always want to share all that. But the stuff yeah. with the snakes, absolutely. Yeah, so, absolutely. And, and, I, and, I, and I'm going to tease you next time. Maybe we could talk about it. I have a... I have a, a, a drink that I'm coming out with. I don't want to tell you what it is yet, but uh, it might be interesting to the, to the viewers out there. Okay, well, yeah, definitely feel free to send any like beta samples over and, uh, and yeah. Ben can put together a little hype video, throw it up on Instagram, cool. throw it up on YouTube, and, uh, and we can tease what's coming next from Species Nutrition. You're, you're talking about a species yes. product, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, cool. So yeah, we do have pricefall.com slash species where you can sign up for the alerts. So when that new flavor or when that new product is out, you will get uh, an alert to your email and uh, and we'll just keep the content rolling and everything. So Dave, I know your time is absolutely precious. Thank you so much for spending a little bit with, with us. Well, thank you. And I, I appreciate what you guys are doing. I know you put it's a labor of love and a great job and keep doing what you're doing. Awesome. Thank, thank you. you.